before 9 o'clock and went up. <laughs> Good morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joe B. So, uh, Joe G said to you, Jack will have his driver's license in just... Six years? Six years. Mm-hmm. And uh, what were your thoughts whenever you heard that? Well, I immediately took the six years and added to my age, which I will not say what that is, but I would say it's well over 50. Uh, and I thought, oh, okay, uh, dear Lord, I would love to live that long. I mean, I hope that I have my mom's stick to in her um dealing of health issues and everything that she had and could live at least that long. Uh, wouldn't you love to see Jack pull up at your front door in his car? What car, car is it going to be? How's he going to drive? I meant, you know, what's he going to look like at the age of 16? And even more than that, you know, what's Cormac going to look like at 14? And, oh, my gosh, Augie, you know, at 11? Uh, what's he going to be like? So, yeah, that's that's what I think about. That I, like I told you before, we've seen all of our grandchildren grow up to be adults. All of them, except the five little boys and the three great grandchildren, uh, are in. They are twenty and above, mm-hmm. and you know their personalities are pretty well set and. Their moral judgment is pretty well set, and um, and in some cases, you know, their uh, life work is set, and 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 so you look at them and you think, you know, they'll be okay, they're good to go, and so I have this thing that I would like to, you know, I'd like to see Jack drive his car. I mean. I want to see what his first girlfriend looks like. I want to see him get married, you know, with all the... See if Joe Gio promised him, you know, money to go to Las Vegas and get it over with, like Jimmy did with, you know, with him and um, Sam, you know. Um, Is she going to look like uh, Sam? Is she going to be like her, like his mother? Just crazy stuff like that, you know, and, and... how about his education? What will he, you know, what will he be? He wants to be so many different things. What is he going to be? You know, and and is he going to be okay? And uh, Cormac, you know, the same way. And then, like I said before, with Augie, I meant, because he has, he has some learning difficulties, um, but yet he has so much going for him. I meant he is just above average in the friendly and the loving part. Um, And I, you know, I would love to live long enough to see that he's okay, that he's going to make it just fine. But, you know, I probably can't even see, (laughs) let alone be alive, or I can't be alive and let alone see uh, what's going to happen. But, yeah, I don't know. Do you ever think about things like that? Sure, you know, Jonathan's got two little boys. Yeah. I think about Jake riding up on a motorcycle with Hudson on the back of it, and, uh, you know, both of them with leather jackets and uh, purple hair, and uh, them coming from Monterey 
and uh, doing their thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I'm like you whenever I hear of a number, of an age, I add it on to mine and, and say, you know, am I? Because every time there's an obituary, you know, I find a certain amount of interest in going through the obituaries in Southern Illinois and San Diego and checking the age of those people who die. And fortunately, a lot of people in their 90s and uh, 100 are are dying. But like this morning, there's a gentleman who looked to be very old, and he died at 72. I always compare my age to my mom and how she was doing at this. I meant, you say in six years, okay, I'll be 84. <laughs> uh at 84, my mom was at Sam's wedding, went shopping with all us girls all day long, uh, went to the wedding, danced a couple of times at the wedding, made it through the whole thing perfectly fine. And um, I think of how I feel sometimes and think, oh, did mom feel this bad? <laughs> At 78, you know, I think, well, maybe I won't inherit my mom and dad's genes. I'll put up with, as long as I have, I want my eyesight, and I would love to have a fairly clear mind so that I can see and absorb and, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just my personality, to have everything done, you know, and okay with the things around me. I don't know. Kind of weird. You asked me if I thought about uh, what the kids would be like, what the grandkids would be like. Like you mentioned, all of our grandkids um, are situated in life, so they will go right on, except the five little boys, you know, that we have in our life. Uh, and their excitement of growing will be interesting to watch, but certainly Evelyn will be an afterthought whenever we go. I know they will say, oh my goodness, they were great and grand and all that. So, okay, you fall on your face today. What do you want to happen with your uh, funeral? Well, I wanted to say, uh, we won't be here to know that they don't remember us or don't acknowledge us or, uh, you know, but they'll be completely making fun of us like I do my mom and dad who's passed and my grandmother. And But even if they're talking about us in fun, kind of fun, uh, that will be fine. And then I was thinking about TJ and Ashley's boys. I mean, you know, are they are they going to talented like their mom and dad are? What, what are they going to be doing, you know? Are they going to be... You just, you know, and... and Hudson, you know, he's so smart. Is he going to be some sort of inventor, some sort of research scientist, you know, because his mind is so sharp, you know, and is is Jake going to be, you know, acting and writing and meeting a girl? And, you know, just I, I think about all that. The little things in life that uh, we look forward to, that we enjoy with our kids and grandkids now, but it's all going to end one of these days. How, how, do, you, how do you want to die? Oh, like my dad said, in my sleep. In my sleep. Um, I think my mother, as far as 
I know, and I believe she did. She went to sleep and didn't wake up. I pray that for her. And uh, my dad, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I'm hoping that that when they found him, that he had just maybe had a heart attack or a stroke or something and, and just fell by the edge of his bed and it was over. Uh, but, you know, uh, I've always thought about funerals, but it's so funny. I had it all laid out because your typical funeral was you have um, visiting, um, visitation, uh, everybody comes into the funeral home. So I always thought that I would love to have some music playing. Uh, I never want anybody to speak and do that kind of stuff or anything. Uh, visitation would be fine because that's what we're used to is this set thing, especially in a small town, you know. Everybody knows everybody in a small town, so it's only uh, logical that they come together and pay their respects, come to your home afterwards and have a dinner and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I guess in our minds we always thought we want to have the best one and the biggest one and, you know, people come. But as I got older, I thought I don't necessarily care about that. The only thing I thought of is... There are so many songs, and I can't tell you what they are now to list them so that you'll know, because it's, the whole plan has changed. would be in the background to play softly so people could hear it and hear the words as they're sitting, and uh, maybe not visiting too loud, because usually you couldn't hear anything in a funeral home in Benton, Illinois, because people were getting together. It was like a re family reunion. It's really kind of sad. <laughs> but anyway, that maybe oh, a, a verse or something in one of those would let them know how I felt about my Lord and um, how much he meant to me and uh, that I was indeed saved and a child of God. And they weren't to worry where I was going. Um, that was what I wanted. Uh, maybe to touch someone's heart who wasn't a Christian or something in that way. And not through a preacher who's going to get up and say the same thing that he says is everyone. He just inserts a different name. Usually. You know, that sounds kind of coarse, I guess. But that's the way it is. But now, since I have dealt with death in my own family, starting with my dad, and knowing that he wouldn't have liked getting put a suit on and laid out for everyone to pass in front of him and see him. And so we did the cremation thing. We did the celebration of life where you do what you would do at a funeral home, only you don't feel bad about it. Where you have a thing, um, where we had dads where people come out and um, the idea was there, you don't, you know, who really wants to pass in front of uh, a dead body? People want to remember people the way they were when they were alive. And so when we had dad's thing and the people came, and people come for you, the people that have lost someone. You know, and uh, I just thought that was very 
warm. And it when it was all over, it was a good feeling that people had taken the time to come out and visit with you and come and go as they like, come and go dress like they want to be. You know, just it was just homey and comfy and, you know, really great. And so the same thing when my mother passed, we didn't get to do that because of the pandemic, but we did get together with most of the grandkids. And it was the same way. It was uh, very personal, but a funeral now has become uh, less important to me. Um, a funeral is just a show, I think. You know, you send all these flowers to people, and at one time it was a great idea, but now my whole idea of a funeral is changed. And so when you mention what your plans is, I would like, what I would like to do is the same thing that my mom and dad did and your mom and dad did. Uh, have all the arrangements and everything done and taken care of so that the kids don't have to worry about that. There's no real decisions, too many, that they have to make that they can just be in the day and uh, rejoice and celebrate your life and and tell bad jokes about, you know, about me. And, you know, I can hear now people mispronouncing words and, and giggling, you know, till their sides hurt and are they wet in their pants from the way I murder the English language. Mm. You know, I mean, my poor mom had to, go through us making fun of her and Lori's chickens in her gazebo and her roundup things and how she would spout off and get mad at one of the grandkids or great-grandkids or, or my dad didn't say anything except, I think through his whole presentation, everybody that came up just pointed at us. And that was like they were just saying, paying their last tribute to Roy Payne, just wiggle that finger and point at you, and you knew what they meant, so... My whole idea has changed. I don't know. You, I think, probably still want the parade down, what is it, South Main? And you want the uh, horseless carriage or the what kind of carriage. And, and, of course, can't forget the band, the band, and the ball the next day. So to recap, you want... <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> you, want, you want to be cremated... And then a memorial sometime later out at the farm is that uh, where everybody sits around and uh, expresses their personal relationship with you. Is that what I hear? And the traditional Southern Illinois funeral home setting is... uh, No. No. Now, this is really going to sound awful, but walking into a funeral home... It's like walking into an old nursing home. Do you get that? I understand it. Yeah. I mean, it's a Debbie Downer. I mean, death is, you know, kind of bad enough. I mean, it's not bad as far as your religion's concerned and your salvation's concerned as long as you're saved. (laughs) But I mean, I don't think it should be I think when you cry at one of the things like we had, um, it's not really crying because someone is gone. It's crying because you remember all these wonderful things 
um, about the person that has passed. And they're usually funny, happy things. It's not, you know. But then I was very lucky. My parents passed of, um, I guess you could say, natural causes. And so there wasn't any suffering, except for my mother. She, she, I think, really suffered the last two or three years, really a lot. Um, but she was the type of person that, as always, just dealt with life. Don't you think the age of the deceased dictates the kind of uh, service? Uh, yes. I hadn't thought of that, but Joe, but you're right. Yes, if if we lost a child or we lost one of our children at an early age, yes. I'm I'm not sure I would still do the funeral home thing. I think just a, a visitation thing at your home and... Of course, the grieving would be so different, I meant. If it was an accident or COVID or something like that, um, I think what has changed is um, the more personal is more meaningful now than the structural, you know, public thing that we've always been told to do, you know, I mean, I hate that for the funeral homes, but. <laughs> I think back to what my father said, uh, as you know, dad was coroner and I rode with him. I was 12 years old whenever he was uh, elected coroner and we did a lot of miles and a lot of talking. And he always expressed a funeral as an opportunity for a closing for friends and relatives and he said once you see the casket see the body and you go through the uh, ceremony then there is a closure to it uh, now on my situation if you uh, when i die you mm-hmm. pull up the jack book mm-hmm. that i have in my computer and i have a whole chapter Whoa. which is entitled my funeral yes 450 pages right out of 500 pages. <laughs> no, actually, it's 333. Oh, 333. But, it's going to be 777. Yeah, but you're right. My service is kind of like a week-long mm-hmm. uh, program. Well, it could be. Yeah, the, be. the three days. And, mm-hmm. and I also uh, want you to sell sponsorships to yes, it. Yes, yes. We'll make a buck off of it, don't worry. Yeah, I yeah. think there should be sponsors mm-hmm. who buy 15-minute segments and a commercial in between each segment. Yeah, that is an idea. I yes. That. Yes. Very well, good. Uh, I like that. I like that. That's good. I um, need some money after you're gone. <laughs> so, three days before my burial, I want. Uh, three days before? Yeah. This is, you've been dead now three days. Yeah. Well, I've been dead probably more than three because I got to prepare the body. What are they and, doing? And, and, and then. I want the service to be at the First Christian Church in Benton, Illinois, mm-hmm. and they're going to bring the body in this huge, immaculate casket, kind of like a king's casket you're going to buy me. Along with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to be in this casket, I'm going to put the gun. and we're going to have the multitude of, of, of mourners, multitude of mourners pass by my casket. And um, 
and and then I want uh, all six of our children and you. I want you to stand at the head of, head of the casket for the three days and three nights. And uh, then I want the service. Now the service begins. Joe, I, I hate to interrupt you, but I have a question. Uh, you are setting aside so much money for this, aren't you? Because you know what it's going to cost to get your kids and my kids to carry your casket. That's, just remember to put the budget in there, and you know, you know where you keep your stick down money. Just keep building on that because. This is going to cost money. Oh, we're going to make money, huh? This is going to be sponsored by the J.W. Reynolds Monument Company, the company you've heard about all your life, the company with yards in southern Illinois, western okay. Kentucky, and southeast Missouri, okay. the last to let you down, where you get free flower vases, free vandalism and insurance, and free erection. I'll take that. <laughs> the okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm stretched out in this king-size casket. And uh, and there's flowers. There's thousands and thousands of dollars worth of flowers. Uh, Samantha's in charge of the floral arrangement. Thousands and thousands. Chelsea and, and Kim, too. And uh, the people are going to pass by. And then the service is going to begin. Oh, my gosh. And then I want uh, It Is Well With My Soul... And I uh, have uh, described the um, uh, how to how to find the music. Yes, and and it is. Uh, and then <clears throat> each of the six children will speak. Joey is going to speak and and reflect. He's going to introduce Kelly. Kelly's going to reflect, and he'll introduce Kim. Kim will reflect and introduce Chelsea. Chelsea will reflect. And introduce John, and John will reflect, and Sam will wrap it all up yes, with will. with an inflection, and then we will have the Gaither Quartet, oh, who sings "It Is Well with My Soul," and then you will oh. take the microphone, mm-hmm. and you will describe the wonderful life that you had with this great and glorious man. And I will get up there, and I will fold my hands like in prayer. And I will say, it is well with my soul. We're out of here. <laughs> and then we will go to the outside where there will be a caisson, a horse-drawn. It's not horseless. It's a horse-drawn caisson. And they will place my body on the horse-drawn caisson. And we will have mourners bust in from New Orleans. You know, the singing, swinging mourners from New Orleans, and we march right down South Main Street to the Masonic and Oddfellow Cemetery, Mm -hmm. and there I will be interred. Next to your first wife. (laughs) Interred. And uh, then we will have three days of celebration, all the celebration sponsored by Larry's Trailer Sales, and uh, I didn't hear that. I got you snorting. That was good. What did you say? No, you're recording. No. What did you say? No, 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 no. I can take it out. No. No, you won't. <laughs> no. You're done. Go on.
Okay, but that is a chapter in yeah, that is a chapter in my book. I'm gonna have to read. And it. and and then uh, when they close the casket, they're supposed to put the uh, flag that was sent from the uh, Arlington National Cemetery, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. You know, when we laid that flag, they sent afterwards. Oh, they sent that flag to us. And... Do you want Trump to sign the certificate that goes with it? <laughs> Why? I said, do you want Trump to sign the certificate that goes with it? You know, he'll still be in power by then sometime. You know, I can get somebody else to do the final speech at the funeral. You don't have to be the one. I've got a selection, you know. Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> oh, oh, golly. So that's uh, that's the details of my demise. Uh, uh, it's, in, it's chapter 77 in my book, My Funeral. And you can... You can uh, Pull it up and run copies and uh, <laughs> run it in the paper or on television. But mm-hmm. J.W. Reynolds and a host of sponsors will have Toy Kingdom and have the kids <laughs> sing that commercial, you know. I wonder if, what's his name? It's still alive. Don so, Smith. Don Smith. I couldn't get the first one. I want to call him Sam Smith. <laughs> Don Smith. Yes. Okay, so that uh, that is what is in my book. But what I actually want for my services mm-hmm. is, as you and I have talked about, I, whenever, I, and I, if I have a preferred way to die, I would just be going around life and just bingo, just fall on my face dead. Uh, my father always said a heart attack is an old man's best friend. I thought it was pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my dad said, it was pneumonia. He knows. <laughs> and he died of a heart attack. <laughs> Pneumonia's an old person's best friend because it kills you. <laughs> yeah, heart attack don't? No. No, heart attack hurts. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, this, is, this is supposed to be solemn. Well, I want a heart attack. Okay, if I if I get, a, I don't want to. I don't want to sit, lay, and no, not too breathe. Too much drama. Too much drama. Yeah, you choke to death, or you drown to death when you have a pneumonia. Oh yeah, but usually you're out of it, <laughs> and you don't know. You don't know. You gargle. My my aunt. I actually heard her. What do you call it? Gargle. <laughs> you know how that? Oh, uh, death rattles. That's what you call them. <laughs> play this it's great entertainment oh, oh hurts gee. gee so anyway i'm dead you're dead i die i fall on my face dead <laughs> i have a heart attack with my pneumonia how's that that way we'll be sure <laughs> yeah you'll give me both i'll die of pneumonia and in, in bed with you a uh, heart attack yeah. Okay, so then we've got me dead. <laughs> oh, it's going to be ugly for those poor people who have to come and get you. <laughs> oh, oh. They're going to be either crying or they're going to be laughing all the way back to the car. Oh. Hirsch. Anyway, I'm dead. <laughs> and uh, I've got a number in my phone for the crematorium here. Very good. 
And uh, for $540, Mm -hmm. they'll burn your bones. And, uh, oh, that, that makes me think. You know, we have a, uh, we're going to have a mortician before long in the family. And mm-hmm. I would very much uh, request that Casey, Queso Peso, my mortician, uh, that she would take care of my body afterwards. I guess, I don't know if they, they have to do certain things too. You know, I just assume if they do, that she do it, you know, if... They do your hair and make sure you look okay. Or I just like to have Casey be the last one to touch my body. I'm serious. Well, I know you're serious. Yeah. You're in, but she's in Mount Vernon, Illinois. Well, and your body's going to be cremated here. How do you know? I could be in... <clears throat> okay, if you're there. Yes. But uh, if you're what cremated mean, yes. here, then what we can do is we can, we, can, would... we can turn the ashes over to her and she can disperse the ashes. I'll, I'll just say that I I would put her um, uh, along with uh, my two daughters and son uh, in charge of my demise. Okay, that that would work because yes. they can relay back and forth wherever we are. Yes. Yeah, and but she was she was so helpful. I mean, Kelly has had to deal with. The deaths of Mama and Papa, and he he was so great and so good at taking care of every detail. Casey just kind of helped us because she knows the inner workings of, you know, things like that. Like Lori's our resident nurse, and she kind of knows procedures like that. Uh, but, you know, depending on what happens, where it is, if there's anything that needs to be done to my body before cremation or just, you know, I would like for her. I know that maybe that's asking a lot for someone to do, but that is her profession, so, yes. But you want a traditional funeral? No, I don't want a traditional funeral, but I meant when... They ask you if you want to see, like with my dad, they ask you if you want to see him before they take him to the crematoria. So, I mean, he's already been embalmed and he's, you know, presentable and everything. And when they do that before, say, someone wants to come and see the body. I didn't get to see my mom's, but that usually you go up to the funeral home and um, while you're finishing the arrangements, if you're going to be cremated, they always ask because that's sort of, I think, closure for so many people is to honestly see the dead person, you know. Then you're talking of a traditional service. No, I'm not. My dad was in... uh, wherever they put them, in a casket or whatever. I think that's just provided by the, you know, I'm not sure because I haven't gone to make the arrangements. Maybe you you have to have a casket. No, you don't have to have a casket. And I want the ashes uh, for them to spread. Um, that was a good feeling for me. As Maybe it was because it was the farm, and uh, the farm had meaning, and all of us had spent time there. Um it's just kind of a final thing to to do when when you have uh, someone cremated. I think it's to you know it's unreal. 
But anyway, yeah, they asked me when I went to the funeral home with uh, Chelsea and everybody. Uh, I think uh, Kelly didn't want to see him. I don't. I don't know if he finally did or not. Can't remember. But they asked if I wanted to see him, and I said yes. And he was dressed and laying in a casket. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what I want? You've already told me for 35 minutes. What you no, want. that was what's in the book. What I want is just to be cremated, oh. and I want the ashes divided into six or seven little containers. Mm-hmm. If you're alive, it will be seven. Mm -hmm. And if not, each of the kids will have a container of my ashes to sprinkle in a spot where they feel Mm -hmm. that would be most meaningful for them and me. And that's simply it. I don't need any viewing, no no funeral home, no casket, nothing. You don't want them to get together? Well, then whenever it's all over, mm-hmm. then maybe have something at the pond where uh, they sit around uh, a yeah. campfire and they talk about uh, each person and it can be cousin, it can be whoever wanted to come. Yeah, well, you would have a lot more people coming than I would. Yeah. It's yours. Where, yes. do you want, where do you want yours? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Wherever. At the farm, probably, if if uh, the farm is still there, uh, or just wherever they decide, you know, well, it's up to them. The pond will always be there, and that seems like a central place, and just sit around the campfire. Yeah, and the, the pond has no real meaning to my children, and I mean it does, but I mean it's I'm not, not talking about you at the pond. Oh okay. Oh okay. No. Gotcha. No, mm-hmm. I, I didn't. No, no, that I was not. You were volunteering. No, 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 no. You have to. You have to decide where you want to be. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> that might be what the three Ooh. girls that you've assigned to that. That may be their task is picking out a place where, yeah. you know. I'll, I'll kind of refine this. Okay, so, so we will have part two. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope it's as fun and entertaining as the first one was. I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you uh, dying today on okay. the, on the podcast. Uh, I know our kids say that we die every time we turn a podcast on. <laughs> yeah, they kind of uh, wish we were dead sometimes. <laughs> yes, definitely. Okay, bye, Joe. Okay, I'll see you in the other world. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) Bye. I'll be up there waiting for you. Bye. Bye.